When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is brought to you in living color. Hi, and welcome to another edition of This Week in TV History. I'm Tony Figueroa, the child of television. This is my beautiful wife, Donna Allen Figueroa. And you can hear us on TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television where we talk about TV history and and people that have uh, contributed to television uh, as well, people we grew up watching, people who helped create the TV that we love watching. We hope that this year is going to be really big with some of our interviews and some of our discussions. And we got TV Confidential swag now. This was given to us by Ed Robertson, uh, the host of the show, over the holidays. So you can find this on the Cafe Press website. I kind of like the idea of having the coffee mugs kind of appropriate no. for... Uh, what we're going to talk about, January 14th, 1952, the start, the start of the Today Show. So 70 years. How do you talk about 70 years? Uh, very quickly. Very quickly. Well, I figure we could just talk about what the show meant to us. Okay. Uh, because we can't cover it. We weren't around for all 70 years. No, we, we, we were, were not. not. We were definitely not. Uh, but a uh, little historical perspective, uh, the show premiered January 14th, 1952, uh, an announcer, uh, Jack Lascouli, okay. who would later be a Tonight Show host, That's very true. briefly, because the Today Show and the Tonight Show were created by Sylvester Pat Weaver. Sigour Pat Weaver. Pat Weaver. Has a famous daughter. Sigourney. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, um, they did try to experiment with a version of the Tonight Show that would be a late night version of the Today Show, and that did not work out. So, yeah, this was very short-lived between Jack Parr and uh, Steve Allen. But Jack Lascouli brings on uh, Dave Garraway. Jack Lascouli later mm -hmm. does news. But Dave Garraway comes on, and he talks about this is a new type of television. And he even stressed that he wasn't in a TV studio. They were in their news center. And uh, if you want to watch the first 10 minutes, it's on YouTube. But it is amazing because there is a desk. There are analog clocks in the background. <laughs> but... There's also a digital clock at the bottom of the screen and a crawl. So, Ooh. yeah. I, Everything a, old is new again. Exactly. I never noticed that when I've seen, you know, I've seen the footage before, but I never know because the crawl was something that came back, I would say, in our adulthood. Post 9-11, okay. yes. they started adding, you know, every news program would start adding crawls, but they had a crawl. Uh, but uh, Dave Garraway gets up from the desk area. He has a microphone. Seriously, it looks like a telescope. <laughs> so he has like a little rig that holds this microphone that basically goes from his chin to his belly button. And that's and he's walking and there's cables and the crew is part of the show. So there was no behind the scenes people. They were all in front of the camera. They were all dressed to the nines and they were all smoking. So very madmen. So this is 1952. Two. Just a reminder. Yes. Uh, they are walking, you know, he's walking over, he, he points out uh, Jack Lascouli, 
and that he's going to, you know, promote that he's later going to be on the show. Uh, he's telling everyone that they're going to have news every 15 minutes, so on the quarter hour, half hour, uh, etc., and so that they're going to bring news. Uh, he goes over to one panel that has all the local headlines in New York, right? So okay. the different headlines and the top stories. So it's basically a bulletin board with newspapers. But then he goes further into the, I don't want to call it the studio, the news center, and it has newspapers from all over the United States. Newspapers. Newspapers. That's quaint. Uh, so he has stuff from, uh, you know, Minneapolis, Minneapolis and Chicago. And, and Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C., yeah. But as he's making that walk, he is, uh, there's a guy who's manning a phone, and he has correspondence in Germany and in London. Which was probably a big deal. It was a big deal that you could talk directly. He had this machine. It was kind of like a, a photo machine, like a fax, but with for photographs. Okay. That they can send a photo from a different location, and it would be printed in this machine. It would come out like a, like our fax machines, which is antiquated technology now. But it actually was in the chemicals, and the photo paper would come out kind of like, you know, our printers now. So they could be sending him, and they're saying, oh, we got a photo. It's, it's in the soup right now. It's going to come out very shortly. So but there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There were people who were writing the news, uh, you know, award-winning mm -hmm. uh, journalists. journalists. You know, they're showing off electric typewriters. They're writing on these things, and he, like, brings his microphone. See, it sounds like a machine gun, you know, and he's just <laughs> showing it. But uh, uh, there were both men and women who were writing the news. They were all, again, smoking. Uh, but they were actually doing it on the same floor that the uh, news readers would later read in the show. And they were saying that we want to cover all aspects of American life. Uh, so news, weather, sports, all of these things. And uh, something uh, he says in the first 10 minutes when he's showing the newspapers from around the country, he said, this is not a show uh, from New York to America. This is an American show for America. And uh, an informed America is a free America. I think wow. I got the quote right. Uh, yeah, I think it's a big statement. That is a big. I thought that was uh, a very important statement, and we also have to remember the time period, 1952. So uh, one of the news writers actually came from a, a bureau in Moscow and was basically asked to leave. And they and they uh, he kind of you know nudges him a little bit, jokes about mm -hmm. that, and you know he considered that an honor that uh, he he was asked to leave Moscow. Because he was constantly battling censorship issues that they had over there. See, an American. He was an American reporter, reporter that okay. was, yeah. So, you know, Dave Garraway was kind of showing, look at the type of people that we have here. But it was very much walking over. Of course, the, you know, the one uh, news writer who was one, you know, said, oh, this pretty girl is, you know, so you you had some of that too. Yeah, but that was what the show started from seven to nine. And, uh, yeah, the more things change, the more they say the same. Now, both you and I, I think, uh, have uh, you know a very different image. Uh, for me, I think the was the Peacock. You know, it was my earliest memory of a lot of television. Getting up very early in Defiance, Ohio, uh, in my grandparents' house, and you know, at seven a.m., this Peacock came on. And you had this very deep voice. I don't know who the announcer was uh, that did that. The following program will be broadcast to you in living color on NBC in the peak. I had to sit in front of the TV to see that. You know, did that you have a color TV? We did not have a color TV. Uh, a lot of us did not have color TVs. So it was but rather frustrating to hear that announcement. To hear that announcement. I had no... I. It would be years before I saw mm -hmm. a color TV. None yeah, of my friends or neighbors had 
a color TV. I believe uh, my mom had a high school classmate that had a TV store, and that was the first time I saw a color TV. <laughs> so the first time I'm seeing this stuff, it was you know mind blowing right. to actually see what they were talking about. But there was that you would see that, and it would come on. But I remember being very young, and my earlier memories was, how long is this going to be on? When does Captain Kangaroo come on? Because I knew at a certain time, my grandfather would go over, physically change the channel to the CBS mm -hmm. affiliate to see Captain Kangaroo. So I wanted to see the Peacock, and I would sit through whatever was happening, and then eventually I knew that we could change the channel and watch Captain Kangaroo. Okay. So, I mean, that's very early memories. Of now, the Today Show was always a staple in my house. I think different families watched different networks mm -hmm. in the morning and we were most definitely a today show family. I mean, it's just, and even as an adult and moved out of my parents' house, yeah, I, I looked at some of the other news stations, but I always came back to the today show. And after a while, well, it's rare that I watch another morning news program. Well, you know, and also remember the time there was no cable. True. If you had cable, that meant that, there was an antenna on a high hill somewhere and they had to use coax cable to get the signal into your house. That meant you couldn't have it on the roof or what have you. And uh, it would be several years before the other networks would have a morning program. So ABC would later have Good Morning America, America. and then uh, CBS had various uh, incarnations of, of their morning show. And and the Today Show was NBC News, Good Morning America. Uh, was it was ABC, ABC Entertainment. Entertainment. So. So uh, different operating styles, right? I think they everybody else, every imitator uh, in on uh, regular network television and also uh, on cable, they owe so much to what the Today Show did. And uh, I, I'm laughing here because didn't uh, the original Today Show have a co-host, so to speak? A mascot. A mascot. A, yeah, that's that's the word. Uh, yeah, J. Fred Muggs who was a, I guess, a chimpanzee, Yes. Uh, who did a lot of shtick, and when they would have their, I guess, I don't think it was called Window on the World yet, but when they would have, they had a storefront window at Rockefeller Center, and the monkey kept the uh, audiences entertained. Now, we still, you know, we have that. I should say we still don't have, because they, they retired the window thing for a long time, and then... Well, yeah, I just said 90, that because yeah. one of our mascots... One of our mascots is walking Calypso. through here. This is Calypso. You may, may have seen her in the shot. Yes. <laughs> Calypso's coming through here trying to still focus. Um, and she's very good at you it. always do. Yes. Uh, but also keep in mind, I guess, just historically, not only did we not have cable, uh, there were a lot of markets where they didn't have morning television yet. That's true. TV did not come on Until first thing in the morning. Nine o'clock, maybe? Noon? Two noon, yeah. So the idea of having uh, something broadcast 24-7 was not a thing yet. So for a lot of people, the, the TV signed on with the Today Show, depending on what part of the country you lived in. And later on, they would have like early today and, and, and sure. other. Yes. And then much later, they would add segments to it. But no, I remember Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs, right, were the two main hosts. You had Joe Garajola, who was always fun. Okay. And Barbara Walters first... First female. female. Yeah. Yeah, there were Today Show girls. There were the, yes. The girls, they were, weren't allowed to be women yet. There, Florence Henderson was a Today Show girl. But they were, did lighter segments, uh, cooking, cooking and gardening and fashion, which is always fun. And so Barbara Walters was really, I'd say, the first serious journalist to broadcast. Cover, broadcast journalist. Journalist. She was always one of my role models. Yeah, I think, I think any woman in, uh, 
any sort of stretch of, uh, of television broadcasting or journalism, I yeah. would say she, she would be part of the Mount Rushmore. She came in in the 60s and women on TV at the mm -hmm. same time. I mean, mostly homemakers, mm -hmm. teachers, traditional female roles. And Barbara Walters came in brilliant journalist presenting the news. I, rem I remember, ooh, she wrote a book. Do you remember the book? I remember the book. It was How to Talk to Anybody About Practically Anything. anything. And I, I, you, I was toying with the idea, ooh, do I want to be a broadcast journalist one day? And I remember reading her book. I was so impressed with her interviews. She always knew the right questions to ask, would wait for an answer, and she could talk to anyone. I'd say anybody who's seeking a career in, in that needs to study Barbara and Walters' Walters. technique because she was till the end of her career she was known for her interviews I mean that was yes eventually that became her, her thing or the, the primetime Barbara Walter interview uh let's say I want to give you a few names of people who had uh, occupied that desk Dave Garraway John Chancellor Hugh Downs Barbara Walters Frank McGee uh around the time when we were in elementary school he, he took over uh, after um, Hugh Downs left Jim Hartz Tom Brokaw ah Yes. Tom Brokaw was there. Jane Polly, mm -hmm. Brian Gumbel, who came from NBC Sports. Uh, Deborah Norville. Yes. Uh, Katie Couric. Yes. Yes. Uh, Meredith Vieira, mm -hmm. uh, Matt Lauer, uh, Ann Curry, Savannah Guthrie, Hoda Kotke. And then you also had uh, other panelists like uh, Jack Lascouli, Edwin Newman. Uh, Barbara Walters was originally a panelist and then uh, later, you know, became one of the co-hosts. Um, uh, Judas Chris, uh, Joe Garagiola, I mentioned, yes. and Jean Shallot, who was the critic and did a lot of the celebrity yes. interviews. Barbara Walters uh, was not the first choice in that at that time. Uh, it was offered to Betty White. That put think wow. about that. Ponder that for a second. How different things would have been to have basically an elevated Today Show girl. Yes, she would not I have mean, been a broadcast journalist. She no, she. But Betty White was there when television, like she said in her SNL monologue, <laughs> I did live TV when they didn't know how to record it. They didn't so want to do live TV. They she, just didn't know how to record she, it. She went in a different direction. I think we're all the better for it. Yes. But, yeah, she was, she was in consideration. But, yeah, Florence Henderson was one of the Today Show girls at that time. But it's just amazing also the, the technology that had evolved from a machine that could send photographs like a like a fax machine to being able to do where in the world is Matt Lauer, uh, you know, that you could have a live broadcast from anywhere in the world. And we're going to pause right here, but we'll have more TV history right after this message. <laughs> 